Hello and welcome to episode 137 of Hearty Dice Friends. My name is still Grant Howitt and, wouldn't you know it, Christopher Taylor, he's also here. This is I a role-playing game podcast and it's time to do the thing. We are back. We were gone. It was Christmas. It we was Christmas. Be, we had to be gone. It and was then Christmas. I got ill. Chris got quite ill. And it was nasty. Yeah, and all it wasn't fluids. Worth, it wasn't worth your time. You didn't want me gumming up the microphone. You know there's ASMR videos where they spread slime over the microphone and then peel it off. Yeah, it's that but me trying to breathe. Yeah, just just what Chris's voice sounded like. Ugh. So we decided not to. And instead we merely wrote a book. <laughs> just at the last possible moment. We have been we have been um we've been writing uh, feverishly this week. We have entered we've entered we entered crunch on heart, which meant that we were doing upwards of 6 hours work a day. <laughs> it was harrowing. <laughs> It, was, it is. It was frankly too much for us. We joke, but it is quite. It is quite weird to be like creative and engaged for six hours a day. Like normally, we normally we have like downtime work we do for most of the day, or or, or like we'll just sort of yell at each other until an idea comes out. If if you're a painter, you don't normally go right. It's nine o'clock. Time to punch in. Maybe they do. Maybe they do. I don't know, but it doesn't feel Poets. like they do. Poets right? don't do it. Oh. No, there's not enough time for the laudanum if they do that. You're not going down the poetry warehouse <laughs> with your with your little tin lunchbox. Hey, Joe, are you going to write another salad today? It's not like that. No, it's a production line. There's only one word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we we've been working, but thankfully the book's done now. And yeah. by done, I mean it. Like merely the first stage is over after a scant year and a half of production. Yeah, it's all editing and proofreading yeah. and stuff. We don't know. Yeah, thankfully now it's just people go. People are going to take it and make it broadly legible, which I like, <laughs> rather than us just going. Yeah, I think this should be capitalised. Skilled, skilled editors. More than one skilled editor is yes. going to cast their 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 powerful eye across this book and turn it from again the laudanum soaked ravings of two madmen into yeah. something that is possibly serviceable as a game. And before that, we had a we had a lovely Hearty Dice Christmas. We did. Me, me was, and Chris. I was down in London for, yeah. for Hearty Dice Christmas. And, and special guest Mary Hamilton, obviously, because yes. yes. they live in the house. But um, yes, Chris and I had a lovely time. We did we did Christmas. We had a little tree. It was teensy. I loved it. And, and a big duck. Mm, such, a, such a duck. Oh, behemoth. It was delicious. But Christmas time is over. Pack up your troubles and your tree in your old kit bag. Take your tree out of the kit bag because it's too big and why don't you christopher give me the first question of hearty dice friends 2020 pecomo off reddit asks do rpgs need character advancement <clears throat> it's a challenge do this because it's often the hardest part of the game yeah like there's the idea of you create a character and that's the that's the core that's like your your lever that's your environment suit for going into the game and so you can balance that quite easily if you have like certain starting characters, but then after that things get a bit fucky. The the challenge is good stories come from change. When when the world change when, when someone changes the world, when the world changes someone, and yeah. role playing game characters only really change up 
Yeah, actually, I was I was gonna gonna call this into question. Like, there's there's two definitions of advancement, mm-hmm. right? So there's there's the standard one that that that's that's really easy to understand, which is just you get better. Yeah. So your numbers get higher. You get more abilities. Push button number go up. But there's also like character advancement, as in character moving forwards through story and plot. Yes, I suppose so. But that's um, harder to. You that, do need that. You you absolutely do need that. But what I'm what I'm thinking is that all games have advancement, mm. but some games only have the more esoteric version because they're shorter games. They're designed for one shots. There's not mm. there's not the time to go. Cool, you've just hit fifth level. Now add thirty numbers and pick six feats. So here's a question for you: uh, With Honey Heist, arguably my finest work, when <clears throat> when something goes wrong or something goes right, your stats shift around. Is that yeah. advancement? It's definitely the esoteric kind. Well, no, I, don't, I, I think because it's mechanical rather than um, no, rather sorry, than fictional. Um, but it also changes the way that you deal with your character, right? Mm. As they as they lose abilities here, gain abilities there. It's it's advancement. It's it's change mm. and and progression. Mm. But I'm. I don't think it's proper advancement. In terms of like, well, I get plus one to this now. Because what what advancement does traditionally in role-playing games, it creates a new floor level. Go on. So if I've got a base attack bonus of one and one feet, Mm -hmm. the next level I've got a base attack bonus of two and two feet. Oh, exciting. Yeah, not exactly thrilling the way I've described (laughs) it, I admit. But No, I get you, I get you. But that's that. That's my default assumption. I can then have mm. a spell cast on me to add more, whatever. Mm. But that's now the new base. Uh, it's like a. It's kind of. It feels like kind of like a save point almost. You know, in a game. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, and and, and like like you've got a new level of understanding of your character. Yeah, so you get to this new bit and you go, cool. Now I am working from here. I think it does feel nice when you push button and number go up. Obviously, huge fan of that myself. And it's quite, I think, especially from an RPG point of view. So, like, if I'm playing a computer game, it's like, well, if you've got lots of options, you, there are builds. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have lots of options, there are, um, you have you have to buy all of the things. So, like, we were playing, oh, another thing, another thing that happened over, um, over Christmas. We played the Jedi game. We did play the Jedi game. Uh, Star Wars. What's it called? The Doing a Order. Star Wars. Here is a Star Wars. Jump in the air. Jump a second time. It was. It happened. The game. It's this Dark Souls, but programmed underwater. But bad. Yeah, I think mean, bad's a strong word. This wasn't good. I but, didn't. I didn't enjoy it at all. No. Well, I. I think we had a lot of fun going do 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 every time. Mainly do 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> Every every time the noble Jedi hero just fell down a fucking hole again because the platforms were or the, yeah. the weird wrapping to jumping on vines just didn't work. Yeah, he wasn't a fan of holding on to things, was he? No. Do, 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 do. That game had uh, you had you you sat down and you 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 did your Jedi meditation, or as I'm calling it, jeditation, and you had your big skill tree and you put your points into it. And the aim of the game was, okay, by the end of the game, you can have all of these. Yeah, it's just it's just roughly the order in which you're picking them. It's just gated, right? Which which doesn't feel like I get like it works for that game because it's about it's very much about that character's story. Right? Mm. It's about Cal, whatever his name was, becoming a cool Jedi master and you know parrying stormtroopers and throwing them into holes and things. If I that 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 simply like I've got lots of different routes, but the end of the game is I go and fight the big Sith guy and kick him down a hole and whatever. 
But if I'm if I've got a role playing game where I'm making my own character, I think I want that choice. I want that breadth of choice. And looking at things like um, the options afforded to you in your apocalypse worlds, mm-hmm. uh, your blades in the darks, if I may say so, your spires, where you you kind of have the smorgasbord style. Yeah, there's just like a, a grab bag of stuff, yeah, and you put and it you together pick. how you want. Yeah, oh, my character's going to be about this, and there's and there's generally like, oh, and you can have something from another class if you'd like. Oh, okay, cool. Blah, blah, blah. I've got that. That's cool. And that's that's really neat. I like that. And I think that the option of like through your standard Dungeons and Dragons, your standard um, my characters planned out over the next twenty levels, that feels a bit constraining to me because I kind of know what's going to happen. Right. Yeah. You kind of like it more when you go. Ah. Oh, okay. So we're fighting lots of ghosts. I'll get ghosty powers. Or like um, I fought loads of ghosts. I'm going to buy... So yeah, sorry. Did you mean powers to fight ghosts or ghost-themed Ghost powers? Ghost-related powers. Yeah, def- yeah, definitely that. Yeah, so like, oh, I've inherited this. Or the way we did Unbound. Mm. You know? Just big grab bags full of stuff which all, which all slot together neatly. And that, that pleases me. But it is a bugger to balance. Yeah, and I, I think that these advancement systems are more necessary the longer a game is designed to be played. Oh, yeah. Because if... While your character, or the, the personality of the character, etc., might advance, if you're looking at the same sheet for a year... If you're doing the same thing... Just doing the same year. thing, and, like, you've probably already figured out, like, your combo, you know? Mm. Like, you're... Okay, so if I charge, then that's my thing, and I've got yeah. a lance... Or Spring something. attack. And, yeah. yeah and then horse. you just do that over and over and over. Mm. That... That gets boring because you've got a world a world of options in front of you, and you're doing precisely one of them. The game whereas, has become a puzzle. Yeah. Whereas yeah. with a cer- certain advancement systems, you can change that. You can add to your thing, or you can change it into a different thing. Mm. Um, and you need that if you're doing a year long dungeon crawly campaign. Yeah, for sure. Whereas if you're doing a one shot, that nah, don't matter. Whatever. You're going to be doing and, this and, two hour. Yeah. And then you've got things like Lady Blackbird, which managed to have that advancement within a one-shot, which is really clever. Mm. But it, it, it's not sustainable over the course of a of a campaign. Like it's, it's quite an interesting way of having, like, this is intentionally short-term advancement. I think, yeah, it just... It's, it's, it's interesting, because if, like, if you compare it to the, to the media which we're drawing from, from TV and film, like, generally, characters don't just get better at hitting things, unless that's what the film's about. Yeah. They get like they develop different reasons for hitting things, or they find new ways of hitting things, or like I gotta hit this thing for my for my wife, which is much more exciting than I just gotta hit this thing. And I think I want more of that. Right? I yeah. want more. I want more connections forged. Well, one interesting thing to look at is actually like legacy board games, mm. because especially so I've been playing um, one called Aeon's End, which is a legacy deck building game, mm-hmm. um, and. What you do, essentially, is you think, yeah, I've got a cool combo going. This is cool. I know what I'm doing. And then you get to the next session, and the game literally adds a new rule, like oh. a base-level book rule. There are nice. sections in the in the rule book that are empty, and you put a sticker over it <laughs> with all the actual rules on it when you've got access to that. And like, mm. oh, how does this work with what I've been doing? Oh, I can do this, and that's quite clever, or this. And I find that really interesting. Mm. Um, like an external advancement mechanic. Yeah, it's something I'd be I'd be interested to see if it's possible in in role playing games smoothly. Uh, but like like changing the changing the core underlying rules of the world. Yeah, like the 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 base rules. So 
I mean, extreme example here. Like it's no longer roll a d20 and get high. It's now yeah. you're using a deck of cards. Yeah, or like uh, yeah. instead of rolling a d10 to resolve, roll a d8. Yes. That sort of thing, yeah. Yeah, and there's plenty of games that, that parcel that out at the beginning. Yeah. Where you other, loads of different characters use different dice types, all that sort of stuff. But nothing that changes an, the game advances oh, what if that you I've get seen. really fucky with it? That's really interesting. Really fucky. Like, un, not unplayable, but nearly. Just on the line of unplayable, Just on, yeah. It's on the cusp of interestingly playable. I've got a question for you, Christopher. Okay. Farming DM writes in, uh, the name of the NPC? It's, um... Uh... <laughs> so I'm going to translate that into, how do you name PCs? And how do you... Yes, and on, on the spot. Yeah. It's so hard. Mm. It's so hard. What I generally do is I try and think of either a place or a celebrity <laughs> right and then mispronounce yeah. their name okay this elf's name is Spall Hollywood <laughs> but I mean that's that's not far off like you could just take Hollywood as a surname Hollywood is actually a great name for an elf yeah I was wrong and and then just either either go with Paul because you're boring yeah. or just add something Lithanriel you know? Yeah. Oh, you know what? I I took the piss. Maybe maybe there is room for a uh, for a silver-haired Great British Bake Off judge <laughs> in your in, in your in your in your forest elf kingdom. But yeah, just oh. well, like we, we had to write a lot of NPC names in a book recently, and almost all of them are just fudged together words. Coming up with rules for yourself is really a useful thing. So rather than pick any name. Mm. Um, like picking a culture that you draw from, or a certain kind of sound that they that that, that names have, uh, means that you can start. Like you know that this elf's name won't be Gavin. Yes, it, they'll have a, there'll be a consistency to them. It won't be Crogbuck. That's good. It'll be Lithandrail, as you said, or Effluvia, or Chlamydia. <laughs> oh, just a really like beautiful ballet dancer style flowing elf named Effluvia. Yeah, or Bubo. Puss. That's that. Bubo sounds more like a sort of little character. Hey, it's Bubo. Hey, I'm Bubo. Hey, I'm Want to see me, Jagger? <laughs> no. Hey, want to see what I killed? No, Bubo. Jesus, what? That's good. I ate it. I'm here for the kids. Give me them. <laughs> Bubo, how did you get here? I was in your handbag. Oh, how how long? So long. I saw I everything. Lipstick. <laughs> My insides is purple. I like Bebo a great deal. I I'm imagining him as a um, as a gremlin, but like the fuzzy kind of gremlin. What are they called? Mogwai. Mogwai, yes. Like 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 Mogwai. Yeah. Um. I, I will also note that Chris and I spent, and this is no exaggeration, forty five full minutes yesterday trying to name a single fucking ability. God damn, that's hard. Which was about having a dog that could smell things, which you think would be easy enough yeah. to name. You've got to make right? it sound right. Yeah, and generic. Yeah, anyway. It's a so real we challenge. Just, we just went with smell, smell, dog, dog, find stuff. Yeah. yeah which, please. wild Listen, week, is the best we had. I want to I wanna level with you, so Hearty Dice friends, Hearty Dice listeners, you, re- you represent the kind of the, the hardcore of our audience. The please elite. Don't buy, please don't buy heart, it's terrible. And if you do buy it, please don't review it because we've just we've just ruined it. <laughs> smelly smell dog dog. 
I know. It was a low point in our career. That's one of the better named powers. Yeah. One, of the one, one ability is just, is just called one. Yeah. There's not a two. It's There's really a four. Bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so just just look. Just uh, just say it's good, okay? Yeah. Or like buy it for someone who probably won't read it. That's smart. You know? There's um, a lot of pictures in it. Just focus on those. Loads of really good pictures. I did some of them. Chris did some of the others. <laughs> you can tell which ones are mine. Mainly, Chris cut out pictures from women's magazines and then yeah. and then and then like cut them up and drew on them. Did, did got, kind of collages. I got the Debenhams mail order catalogue and oh. I went to town. A lot of bras. Lots of bras. Yep. A lot of bras. Yep. Here's a little fun fact, Chris. When I was when I was much younger, before I really developed um, into a in, in, into even a young man, when I was a boy, I understood that tits were important. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that fact, Grant. And onwards. No. We, they, Building to a story. No, and I know. So, and so, <laughs> and next question. <laughs> I, under, I understood that tits were crucial. Me, as a as as as, as a as, as a as a male, had to find tits interesting. So I found a male order catalogue, cut out all the pictures of bras with a boob meat in, and then just pasted them to the mantelpiece <laughs> <laughs> in the spare room. Your poor mother. Like, like it, was, it was like it was a stone mantelpiece rather than oh it was like a granite or something. So it wasn't um like they, they, the glue came off. Okay. It's, it's not like I ruined the wood, but I was like yeah obviously obviously I need to erect some sort of tit shrine. <laughs> and I thought I thought naming a power smell smell dog dog find good was a low point in our lives, but no no I've moved on now and I keep all my tit shrines in private folders. <laughs> they're all in slippery fish within a binder. They're all uh, they're all, they're and by private folders I mean like Manila folders I keep hidden around the house in a filing ca- no just in a filing cabinet. Just well, a, not yeah, no, no, no one's going to look in a filing cabinet, are they? Not anymore. No. Uh, just real quick, Chris, can you name uh, an elf for me? Uh, an elf. What sort of elf? Like, uh, they're, like they're, of what else? They're, going yeah, here? they're really tall, and they've got uh, they're loaded down with books, and they've got glasses with loads of different lenses on the front. Uh, Dammy Mo. Hmm, Dammy Mo. Interesting. And the challenge you That's see D-H-A-M-M-I-M-O-H. here. That's D H A M M I M O H. Oh, like one word. Yeah. I I did like hyphenated. And oh, I think that's fine. Putting apostrophes that makes it more fantasy. The lovely, yeah. In fact, that's actually that's a really good farming DM. That's a good tip. When it comes to apostrophes, layer them on with a trowel. Yeah, can't get too many. In fact, if your character's name is just apostrophe Johnson, <laughs> also a good name. That's a great name. The challenge I think that I, I want to try and illustrate is that if you just say at elf, fine, okay, um, green leaf or whatever. Yeah. But when you come up with a name or something, it has to sum up the character. It has to it has to be a reflection of the character in some way because they are a character. They're not a real person, mm. and so that I think that like you're expected to have some level of nominative nominative determinism. Yeah, and like it's easier because the way a GM prevent pre- presents information to you is in, essentially in a sentence, right? Yes, it's just a small packet of information, and you've got to tag that to a non-existent character mm. and remember them and their name and things like that, and. You get a much more vivid image if it's an obvious and cool, memorable name. Mm. Like one of the characters in one of the adventures we've done, their first name is Hellacious. Yes, Hellacious Quinn. Hellacious Quinn. And Hellacious just sums up the character nicely. There is There, there, there came a point in my career, I'm going to say it's about four years ago, where I stopped trying to name things sensibly. Mm. 
and just I pick things which are good. I I, I picked. I, it's like it hit, it hit a, a cap with sexy battle wizards, where I'm <laughs> like, well, this character's name is Proximate Endeavor. Yeah. And get out if you have any questions. Like I think I I I I, th- I think that we have that like like Frank Frank Zappa and that your bow your your, your Bowies mm-hmm. your um your mu- your your moon units. Who, who, who was the was it was that um Cusack? What was the name of the guy who had the moon, moon unit kid? I can't remember now. That's uh, moon unit is the name of some celebrity child. It, it, it might, might be, be moon, it, might, it, might, it might be Zappa actually. The thing is, yeah. I know, I know one of his kids is Dweezil. Yeah. Wow. And just like delicious. Give us more names. And the thing is, the thing about it, the more people that have daft names, the more acceptable they become. Yeah. Now, like, I'm not going to have children because I believe it's a cruelty. But Chris might find a child. <laughs> and it's make it like I'm stealing these kids. No, you found it. It wasn't anyone's child. That's the little man in the handbags, Joe. You wanted you wanted it more than they did. And, <laughs> make and it sound then, like the like a local karate trophy and then 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 you get to name that child it's true and like, hellacious it gonna be or ampersand but like how you about can, as delicate. long as you're as long as you're consistent with the name with the way you name people mm-hmm. it, it works fine like for the for, for the the drow inspire we used like mostly french haitian mm-hmm. derived stuff and then jumbled some words about mm-hmm. but certain people just don't have that despite yeah. fitting into the same category like hellacious or salvation, or uh, valorous, eponymous Grindle, eponymous. They're yeah. just really great words. It's just it's that just should be names. Find some words you like and use them. And for the love of Christ, don't call your character Bob. No, even if, to be, even if it's a joke. It seems to be a thing amongst Americans where they think it's funny. Yeah, it must be some American joke that us us Brits don't get because it's just it it just feels like oh I'm I'm going to call my character, fuck you. Fuck you, I'm not playing your stupid game. Sorry, in fact, fact, fuck you is a much better name for a character. Yeah, it is. As a dwarf. Especially if if you is a family name. Uh, The the, the family name is Asshole. (laughs) (laughs) You was his granddad. Just imagining imagining what what kind of character fuck you, asshole, the dwarf is. And I'm I'm getting this wonderful image of an almost perfectly square fight. (laughs) <laughs> that someone's condensed into a dwarf shape. You can you can probably hurt yourself on the corners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ask me a question, Chris. I shall ask your question. Uh, Kingpin Treble Zero just says, if everyone just wants to play D&D, what's the point? Kingpin uh, Kingpin goes on to explain a little bit. But can you read out the, the rest of the question? The lion's share of players just want to play D&D, or so it can seem. So what's even the point of turning out rules like indie games and trying to innovate? Money. And secondarily, art. But primarily, money. Because wizards, they've been, sit on, they've been sitting pretty on that D&D license. On that smog-sized hoard of gold. Don't, 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 uh, I know D&D 5e is a fine game, but it's just 3.5 with some of the rules removed. And a better set of pictures. Better set of pictures, and maybe monks work. But the point is, the point four four E was a fascinating game, which was very badly marketed. The point is, <laughs> stunning work of genuine art. Really, it was it was genuine brilliance in terms of game design. Like at one point, you could fight an evil moon. Who doesn't want to do that? But the what? point is, the point you see, the point is, Daddy got to get his beak wet, <laughs> and he ain't doing that down the river. Daddy's beak. Awful dry. <laughs> Do beaks get dry? 
daddy's is. <laughs> it's all sandy. Daddy's beak is chapped and worn. <laughs> Clouded with grit. There, there it, look, yeah, people want to play D&D because they've heard of it. And it is. It is a functional system. It doesn't do things like make stories happen, unfortunately. You have to, like, it's a, it's a, it's a shoe theft simulator. Yeah. It's really good at that. It's good at simulating a place where nice shoes might be. People who wear those shoes and how hard you have to hit them before they before you can remove the shoes from their feet. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't, it doesn't do much else. I think you've also missed out on quite a large thing here, which is just choice. Mm. If there aren't rules like indie games or literally any other kind of game, mm. then everybody's going to play in D&D because it's the only option. Yeah. D&D has the benefit of being played um, by Critical Role. It has marketing and lineage. It has marketing and lineage, and I will note that Critical Role have played Honey Heist for around, uh, total, six hours. Yeah. And that is, that is like, four times more profitable than any other game I've put out uh, in, that, in that genre, mm-hmm. in, that, in that one-page genre, simply because people have heard of it. And so if people have heard of a thing, they'll go and buy it. Which is why, as we were discussing, Witcher was the most popular RPG in 2018, despite, by all accounts, being a bit bad. Just not a great game. Just not great. But like, oh, I, I recognise that thing. Have some money. Yeah. I've recently played the books, read the video game, done all this stuff. Yeah. I and now I want that. the Arpaga. Which is, which is also, like, it is also distressingly close to the advice I give. If anyone's like, how do I get more work? How do I get more freelance contracts? Is you have to go and meet people and shake their hands and say hello. Because at that point, you say, I've got this I've got this idea for a story, I've got this idea for a game, and they're like, I recognise that thing, I'll give it some money. Mm. Except it's you, not the Witcher. <laughs> yeah. It's look, we can't all design D D. We're all trying, and we did just finish our fantasy heartbreaker, but it's we have to keep pushing on. Yes, everyone wants everyone wants to play D D. I think everyone can also enjoy games that aren't D D. And I think if you've got a group who are like, No, I just want to play D D, man, that's weird. Imagine that. Yeah, I. Can you wrap your head around such a group? Maybe again, no. it's an American thing. Maybe, but like, if you change the words of this, it instantly falls apart. I mean, obviously it does because that's how words work. Yeah, you could, like you could replace but, them all with. Spaniel. But lion's share of people just want to ride horses, or so it can seem. <laughs> What's even the point of turning out these rules like cars and trying to innovate? Yes, precisely. Yeah. Like, well, People seem obviously. content to walk everywhere. What's the point in horses? Why do we even need planes? Mm. Uh, My grandfather didn't need a plane when he fought in a war. <laughs> he just ran around with his arms outstretched, making <laughs> noises. Throwing bullets at the Luftwaffe. He lost. <laughs> Quickly. <laughs> he was shot. However, <laughs> Grandad fought for what he believed in. And that was Quite- no planes! <laughs> He wasn't no, in no, the army, he just hated planes. He would regularly sabotage the airports. He used to run around underneath battles. <laughs> My grandfather was, well, he wasn't in the Battle of Britain. He was at the Battle of Britain. He took an air rifle there. Did that happen over the channel? It probably did. I don't know where the Battle of Britain happened, but Not I'd do clear. it over a channel. I would as well, yeah. yeah. Less things to hit. Some would catch the bits. Yeah, well, he's, yeah, and your granddad's there with his little, with his little fishing net. Where he, he, he catches, catches, catches bits of planes and then drowns them. <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck. Um, Suffer not a Concord to live. You, you, I don't think there were many Concords. No, I was the uh, just battle of, of a plane. 
Suffered on a sop with camel to live does not have the same ring. Uh, uh, Spitfire, there we go. Can't uh, think of any others, but I'm sure there. I'm sure there was more than two planes. One of no, them not available only, in that time period. There's only been two kinds of planes: a supersonic plane and a plane made out of paper and sticks. Yes. So we gotta, we gotta, man. Well, okay, we don't have to. We gotta breathe in and out and eat food. But as far as making art goes, the one that I've decided I can do is role playing games, and they won't let me write D and D. One day. One day. So we're just gonna carry on writing weird fantasy and smashing things into each other rules wise to see if they work. And who knows, maybe our next game will be the next apocalypse world. I hope not. I mean in terms of success rather Oh cool, yeah. That's great. Yeah. It has been done. That could be really awkward if we did Apocalypse World again without realising somehow. How about Apocalypse World? Ooh. Or Eschaton Place. (laughs) Eschaton Zone. Apocalypse Terror. Hmm, see? Anyway. We, we have it as 2d8, and we just move the numbers up a bit. Take That's that, fine. D. <laughs> if that got... is your real middle initial. I think it's his first initial. Was it? Yeah, D. Vincent Baker. Oh, yeah. Derek I've got... Vincent Baker. I've got, I've got to presume... I've got to presume... Daddy. Dalmatian. I've got to presume that his dad's also called Vincent Baker, but he's like, see Vincent Baker, and they go through... Oh, yeah, they're just like iterations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, v- version D. Uh, do you have one last question or shall we move on to the next I have a, I have a quick one for you. Okay. I need you to just hammer out as many of these as you can really You're quickly on, with explanations. Mm-hmm. Zimrilim asks, what are the best sound effects to learn how to make as a GM? Um, the, just the klaxon. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, sorry, am I, am I making the noise and you're explaining? No, we're, we're, both, we're both doing it. Okay. Um, you have to translate um, some of this shit. Um, <coughs> for fights. Oh, okay. I thought I was trying to get in an orange. That's also oh, my eye. I'm juicing it. <laughs> this wasn't worth it. <laughs> Man, these things are mainly pith. Everything's pith around here, sir. What, what noise have you got? <laughs> it sounds very cute, which I like. Thank you. Um, Obviously, you got to have you got to have the shotgun noise. Yeah, but not the. Because <laughs> that sounds like shit. Now, what you also need is a healthy range of sort of noises mm-hmm. for combat. Um, um, my, oh, sorry, go on. And if you can, I want you to verbally do the noise for, like, Batman fights. There we go. Those. Thank you, go on. Zot. <laughs> Just like zot. What does that translate to? One of my favourite noises, man falling out a window from above. Mm-hmm. Sorry, man falling past the window you're on. Uh... Professor Doppler, you're falling uh... already. <laughs> I heard you arrive. <laughs> and leave. Uh... That noise, which is the sound of, a, of an old door. Yep. Uh, it was, and wasn't just and also the sound of a door closing when you've had to leave because you can't think of any other noises. Uh... That's a good door noise. What happened? <laughs> Dogs are always good. People love a dog. Um, and if there's a surprise twist, what you want to do is you want to is you want to get down on the floor, scuttle up to the door, just do a big shit, and then ping the the the, the springy doorstop. <laughs> Boom. Done. Done. But just like you just stop mid sentence, mm. drop to the floor scuttle. suddenly, crab wise, scuttle, and then bang, creep back. And then continue your sentence. This is this is opening a, a, a dangerous and exciting new era of foley work in role playing games. <laughs> Just bringing tinfoil and bags of marbles. 
Well, like, 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 for instance, the wizard greets you. He's facing away from you. Ah, uh, come in, please. Don't worry, I'm just finishing up here. <laughs> Sir, pull your trousers up. Oh, oh hang on. A little bit more. Can you make me one last sound effect mm -hmm. for a jingle? I'm going to think. Did you ever want a game to exist? But not enough to make it yourself. Grant and Chris make games. Okay, no rights in. Brewster's Minions. Your evil genius uncle has left you 30,000 henchmen, but to keep them, you've got to dispose of 3,000 of them in 30 days. <laughs> so, you're, so your father was a... Uncle. A mob boss? Mm -hmm. Uncle, sorry. Your uncle was a mob boss yeah. or something like this? Well, I, I'm, I'm feeling and... more like, more like supervillain. Oh, okay. Sure. He's because, like yeah, because that, that gives us a slightly, like, a, it gives us a bit more wiggle room rather than having to, I don't know, murder them with a hammer. Yeah, it also makes, it also makes the minions yeah, less they're people. Goons. They're just goons. They're just, they're, they're caricatures they're, they're rather the than being like Larry of the, the family. They're the same haircut, aside from that 180s guy who's like, <laughs> at the back. you know that guy who's in every Wipe film? Out. Hey, yes. what are you doing working right here, baby? That one. Guy who presumably sat on himself before every scene. <laughs> he's not. He's not come out well. No. Um, now, I mean, I, I'm very much looking forward to working out how you dispose so of the challenges. They are thinking human individuals. So, like, mm. they're they're up. They're, they're goon level intelligence. So they were hired by an evil genius uncle. They're not. They're, they're like. They're just. They're just. They're henchmen. They're. They're mooks. You know. So they're not very smart, but they are people, and they. They are. They are capable of realizing what's going on. They can see which side their bread is buttered, etc. And all indeed know which way the wind is blowing, which is the actual phrase I was going for. But okay, if you just like I don't know, pull a trapdoor and a hundred of them drown at once, the other the, the other um twenty nine, and change. Yeah, the 29,000 and change are going to be like, hey, wait a second. Why'd the boss kill all of us with the trapdoor? We should leave. So you've got to make it like a series of increasingly less believable accidents. So so what you've got here is you've got minions as resource, right? They are your, essentially your mm -hmm. mana bar. So what you, do, what you need to do is you've got regular attacks from the vicious, vicious superheroes. Yeah. <laughs> that, of course, you, you defend them off, right? You've got to keep, you've got to keep safe. So let's say that you, you apportion 10,000 10, yeah. minions to the defense effort, right? And you know that you're going to lose certain amounts right. of those through combat. That's just how that works. They're going to fall into they're volcanoes. You're going to cut in half with Play laser watches. Yeah. All of that sort of stuff. And now you, you go, oh, now I've got, what, 20,000 left over? I'm going to put 5,000 mm. into marketing. Now, marketing and recruitment go hand in hand here and bring in more numbers. Now, you still only have to get rid of the original yeah. number to fulfill the oh, Wales contract. 300. Sorry, 3,000. That's, that's not even hard. I a superhero idea. You've got to lure superheroes mm -hmm. in to kill your henchmen. So yes. you've, got to, like, you've got to build an elaborate death ray, which has the option, which has like, 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 some, like some Death Star grade vents in it. And then rather yeah. and then rather than that being say empty with a photon torpedo, you just put maybe two hundred guys in there with nine millimeters just waiting. 
What happens, though, when you find out that your uncle was ruthlessly efficient in training and all of all 30,000 people are excellent? Like, because you've just put them all in one place, they now just instantly kill that superhero. That, that, is, that, is, that is a different challenge. I'm, I'm also interested. So, 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 like, the more of them there are together... The better they are. They use they're using they're using inverse stormtrooper rules. Sorry, in, inverse ninja. Yeah, yeah. They use they use swarm yeah, tactics, yeah. right? There's the more the more there are, there are the the higher the their fewer ninjas there are, the more dangerous each individual ninja is. Not yes, not so in this case no, as many. These guys are actually like one of them terrible. Two hundred yeah, of them somehow actually that's a threat. It's, one of them will die going down the stairs in his own house. It's zombie rules. Yeah, yeah. But they've got guns. Yeah, uh, and uh, and incon- unconvincing New York accents. All of them. What? They all sound identical. They're all the same man, but it's a series yeah. of mirrors. You couldn't afford that one. And so, I think at this at this point we've entered a kind of a um, you know that game that Ubisoft inexplicably released alongside every Assassin's Creed, where they're like, "Do you want to play a bad version of this?" But the, so it's just, it's just like the trading part of it. Yes. Like Conway's fleet or whatever whatever equivalent they had. Like, oh, what well, well, if you want to do some base building in Turkey? No, I don't want to. I hate you like Farmville. <laughs> what if what if another version of you from a different timeline sent you some chickens? Woohoo! Kooky. Yeah. Um, like that. So so like you have to send your um your minions off on hella dangerous missions, but not so dangerous they all die, just ten percent of them. Like you've got a you've got a risk you've got a, an awareness meter mm. where like your, your your crew is starting to cotton on to what you're doing. Can we call it a hinkometer? We we can call it the hinkometer. This is getting a bit hinky. Yeah. Yeah. And if it if it, it goes into the heebie-jeebie red alert. Heebie-jeebie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terribly sorry, sir. Three of our men have the willies. <laughs> One's just spooked. We'll have him ready by morning. <laughs> Yeah, a series of a series of nicer sounding things describe someone being worried about you. Um, yeah. Okay, so could we make this a bit nicer? Could we make it so that like they just they just end up in hospital and they have like a big bandaged leg or something, or do they die? Yeah. So like in my mind, I'm kind of pitching it more Austin Powers. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of them are going to die from idiocy. Like you've repeatedly told them that the entire floor of the atrium moves. It comes apart <laughs> in the middle. And there are sharks down there. You can see them. Like, it's clear. Mm. You know that there's sharks down there. Don't always... You can stand anywhere in that room, but not the join. So the challenge is, if you kill off the stupid ones, if you kill off the smart ones, then they're not, they're, they're not going to find out what's going on. Like, yeah. you've just got the idiots left, and that's fine. However, that, that means that the, that the 27,000 you've got left are shit. Yeah, and they, they won't be able to protect you. Mm. But if you kill off the easy ones... The other guys well, are you get a couple. Out. You get a quick. You get a quick win. Yeah. The other guys are going to find out, and they're a problem. Okay. So the first thing you need to do is remove all safety rails under the uh, Japanese principle of kaizen. <laughs> I believe we're, we're, we're streamlining everything. We're making everything more efficient. Constant striving towards efficiency. We found safety rails were just getting in the way, so we've had them taken yep. out. There will be some difficulties adjusting to this. We've also changed the um, the headwear. On uh, on all building sites now, to just be a straw hat. You'll you'll Keeps note, the sun out of your eyes. You'll note there's no way to reduce the power setting on your jetpacks. This is for budget purposes. <laughs> all hand grenades will now be remotely controlled. 
due to uh, funding cuts, we've had to remove all the safeties on your guns. Please simply don't fire them if you don't want to. <laughs> all of those little golf carts we have to go around our complex now just have two speed settings, on and off. <laughs> it's just a big... There's a... There's, like... You know the big full steam ahead switch that you have on 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 all that. They have the big sort of tung, 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 and they have it. Yeah, right? yeah. It just it just got on and then off. Yeah, it's it's, it's a Frankenstein switch, right? Stops. It's the old throw switch. Yes, precisely. And and like it's quite hard to turn off apparently. <laughs> oh, I like this. There's something quite charming. Do you, do you have anything you want to put forward as a as a game? Because there's, there's a few. There's a few. We've got quite we've got quite a few good ones in game concepts this week. So so so. There was a beautiful one, mm -hmm. which came from from a picture about uh, 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 that came from a picture of a story about police dogs mm -hmm. from Silent Pete, and it's a picture of a gun with a dog on top of it, mm -hmm. and Silent Pete has just beautifully gone bullet dogs, a game where dogs are bullet sized and shot at people. Okay, does this harm the dogs? No, they are wearing like oh. like suits. They've got they've, they've got little helmets on, and it's fine. No, not not like little helmets. Like, do you remember the GI Joe movie? Unfortunately, yes. Yeah, like actually, no. Sorry. Yeah, it was great. It was actually was great. Yeah, yeah Bruce Willis film. was there. It was fun. Um, like they're wearing these like skin tight things, but they're all Kevlar armored and they're all safe and it's all compression suited. Mm -hmm. So they they're going to survive. Right. But what you don't get is see the the way a bullet works is it hits a person and splits up inside, right? Mm -hmm. That's what really causes the nasty damage. So what you're saying is we in need this more case, than one dog in the bullet. No. Okay. What I'm suggesting is that dogs can do something bullets can't do, uh -huh. which is bite and track things. <gasps> oh, tracking. Get the heart, boy. Get the heart. Right? But, like, <laughs> non-lethal ability to disable people, you just shoot the dog at them, and the mm. dog just goes, right, okay, that's the nerve that controls the leg. Mm. Just bites it. Paralyzed. Now. Now we've got to presume that the dog, like dog, dogs do less damage than lead because they're soft. Yes, yes, absolutely. The initial impact is 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 essentially non-lethal. The penetration might be a bit tricky because you've got to get in. It does leave a hole. Yeah. yeah. Um, which, which, and then almost like it's quite macabre. You've got a dog running around inside your innards looking for your nerves. Yeah, I mean, I think imagine I'd if be you shot. If you imagine, if you will, like uh, the, the 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 hole they leave is it's not it's not terrible. It's just like if there was. Uh, a mosquito the size of a Fiat Punto that bit you, it would be that size. I'm not going to imagine that. I won't. I think you should. I'm not. I'm, I think everybody I'm, should be imagining that I'm right stopping. now. I okay. So, do you pl you don't play the dog? I presume you play the um. I suppose you play the handler. You play a freelance dog handler because I'm not writing a game about cops. You play you play a freelance dog handler who may work for some law enforcement agencies, but also does freelance stuff in like you know content security, <laughs> problem solving stuff in war zones. Non-lethal defense is just you fire it at the ground and it just barks. It's, it's like <laughs> it just it's like instant stop, no inertia, yeah. no momentum. Like boom. <laughs> Are they bullets? But it's incredibly tinny because it's the size of a nine millimeter cartridge. Well, of, of a bullet. Which, incidentally, yeah. I feel I need to call out that J that JP on our Discord has renamed this game K nine millimeter. That's really strong. Which is so good. I, I like this. I'm not sure it's a game. No, but it is a film that I want to watch. Starring Kevin Hart. As the dog. Yeah, as a as a small like he he gets shrunk down to teach the dogs. And like yes. and like and like there's a scene where he's getting fired out of a gun and he's really unenthusiastic. And Alan Cummings owns the gun company. 
Oh, why not? John Lithgow's there. With Harry? Of uh, Harry and the Henderson's fame? Uh, he, well, he's referenced but never shown. Okay, good. Because he has a nightmare face. I hope, you, I, I hope you don't shoot my dog. I hope you don't shoot my giant Bigfoot with your dog gun, says John Lithgow with the voice he has. Yep, and fires a full-size St. Bernard out of an artillery cannon. I've it? got another suggestion here. Okay. Waftering writes in, world-class MMA fighter bear. Uh, world-class... Hang on, is the bear a world-class MMA fighter? And a billionaire. Or does a world... Hang on, say that again. So, Gwaftering was looking at books that they can spend reward points on and found a series of um, erotic novels. Oh. Such as Sexiled. My sexist party leader kicked me out, so I teamed up with a mythical sorceress, volume one, and mated to the alien dragon. <clears throat> Would you like me to read the blurb? Yes, please. Mated to the alien dragon by Kate Rudolph from the uh, Celestial Mates series. Mm. Fight five oh, no. guys in a dark alley or step through a mysterious portal. For Kristen Mora, the choice is easy. But stepping onto an alien ship isn't all it's cracked up to be, especially when a figure shrouded in shadows starts talking about celestial mates. A mate? Huh? No, thank you. Oh, is it? That's that. That's well. That's not the whole thing. That's just the. That's the teaser. That's terrifying. It's a bit. I didn't. Stepping onto an alien ship isn't all it's cracked up to be. I wasn't expecting good things when I went I, through. I don't. I don't know what the crack is on an alien hmm. ship. Honestly. Now I will also say the alien dragon pictured here is a sexy shirtless man in a hooded robe. Oh. So presumably he's not in his alien form or his dragon form. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just everything below the waist is just nightmares. Well, yeah, when I'm getting when, when I imagine alien dragon, it's like it's like bloodborne crossed with dark souls. Sixty-eight legs and a tail. I'm thinking tendrils. I'm thinking oh. eye stalks. I'm thinking it breathes Wisp. space. Yeah. Yeah, wisps like 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 things hovering, um, like those 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 horrible like like rust monster um, antennae. Yes. Mm. Yes. Just like tasting the air with its eyes. Anyway. The important thing, so Tasha Black, uh, another, another author, uh, wrote Bait This, which is, uh, so it's, it's one, it's, it's from the 300 Moons series. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Now, okay, I, okay, first thing, I don't want to mock erotic literature, especially, the, like, no, the, like, there's kind of a, there's kind of a jokey thing around it, and, like, Chuck Tingle's done some things, and Chuck Tingle's doing some really good work, not necessarily as a writer, but as a, um, as a spokesperson, a spokesbro. For uh, for gender equality and for sexual equality, and he's doing some good things. And also, there's an element of oh, a woman's writing a book about sex. Oh, it's got a bear in it. Oh, it's weird. Like, I don't want to do that. What I want to do is try and come at the idea of a billionaire MMA world class MMA fighter bear, mm-hmm. and examine that with joy. So important. My, there's one important fact I need to know before I can base anything on here. Okay. How did the bear get his money? That isn't covered in the quite small image I've been given, but I've got to presume uh, trading stocks. It's a, it's a stock market thing, right? Because I was I was thinking something along the lines like stocks, the lottery, mm-hmm. scratch card. Oh, imagine, imagine a bear with a scratch card. That's great. <laughs> just, <laughs> just outside the newsagents, leaning up <laughs> against the window, over the over the rack that's holding the newspapers, thumb claw out, just going at it. <laughs> bear. <laughs> The bear. Can I get, can I get three pair? And just tears the store apart. Can I get three number twenties in a packet of Rothmans? <laughs> and it's one of the subsequent twenties that he wins mm-hmm. on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I think I think I like the idea of the bear being a like a uniquely driven individual. 
Well, it's, 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 a, it's a classic Rex to Rich's tale, isn't mm. it? Now, this billionaire bear is always in control until he meets a curvy stranger that takes him out of his element. Right. Um, is he just really fascinated with a ball? <laughs> just one. Is, is, is that one what's curve. just happened? So, have you, is, is, is this person just at a zoo masturbating whilst the bear throws a ball about? <laughs> the idea of a bear that's clever enough to fight in MMA and earn a billion dollars, but for some reason, balls are loot. <laughs> it's perfect. Surely this is what God looks like. It's only got one curve. I can't handle it. I can't. I just, I like the idea of trying to. So it would be it would be UFC. Mm-hmm. It would be based on the UFC game. So none of this worldwide wrestling nonsense. This is this is a this is a proper PS4 maybe PS4. chicken fence octagon. Yeah. No no no. Here's the thing. He's a billionaire, right? So he's he's a, he's in the big leagues. He's world class. Except no one can find out he's a bear. Okay. So you so the game consists of one a series of really easy fights and, and two. Quite a difficult PR campaign, convincing people he's not a bear. <laughs> and stealth things to get back to his cave. <laughs> it's a nice cave, but it's still a cave. So, like, so like, let's say, um, like, level five, you've got a fight. I don't know the names of any UFC people, but a tall, bald, white man. That seems to be most, yeah, of, most them. of them. Yeah, it's most of them. He has green shorts on, and he likes to do the kicks. So you've got to fight him, which is really easy because you're a bear. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like you, like you could, you could take his arm off if you wanted. And I think an element of an element of the fighting is making it look like you're not a bear. So, like, so, like, oh, oh, yeah, okay. So, so, um, rip and tear is bound to a single is, is bound to a single button. So, like, all the moves which are normally special attacks are all bound to a single button. But if you want to do like a punch, it's quarter circle towards kick kick. <laughs> if, if you want to do something which looks like looks like a human, you you've got to really challenge it. But anyway, that's a really easy fight, and all like all you've got to do is stop yourself from killing him too much. The mm-hmm. real challenge comes when the Daily Mirror get pictures of you eating a salmon clean out of a river, <laughs> but catching it as it leaps mm-hmm. with your mouth. Sorry, I say you, your boss who is a billionaire bear. I've got I've got to presume that you're like you're 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 his PR. You're you're, you're his PA. You're you're sort of smoothing things through for him. I don't know. I kind of like the idea that you that you you play, you zoom in and out. You play both. You play the bear and the PA. Yeah. Yeah. So yes. Yeah, so, sorry. I, like, I want to play the bear during the combat scenes. Later on, you just like you know the crowd screaming as you're led into the octagon. Yeah. You, the claws poking through the end of the boxing gloves, <laughs> whatever it is they use. <laughs> Refusing to ring. take off your t-shirt because you're covered in hair. Yeah. For... And the 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 announcer says that there's a new contender tonight. And you look askance at the person on the other side of the ring to you, and the little, like, 10% of your animal brain is going, that's a fucking kangaroo. <laughs> but you can't prove it the without saying you're a bear. from down under. That's a kangaroo in boxing gloves. I've seen one of those murder Sylvester the Cat. I'm screwed. Well, yeah, I, that, that's, that's like, I think, like, level nine onwards, or maybe, like, New Game Plus. Yeah, like... Uh, other it, people have cottoned on to the trick, so he's a billionaire kangaroo. But they, well, he, I know he's a rube kangaroo. He's been put in there as a, oh, he's Patsy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's just there to make money. But yeah, that that thing will eviscerate. It will mess you up. I think a bear versus kangaroo is pretty fair fight. Yeah, my money's on a kangaroo. Well, okay. The bear also the bear's got fighting experience. The bear's the bear's been been through a few levels now. He's canny. Oh, you do you We've not been remember training the Russian training scenes in Rocky? That it exactly that the sweat, the weird haircut, mm-hmm. everything. But a kangaroo. 
What animal do you think a bear would definitely not be able to beat up? Rhino? I don't. Yeah, I mean, you hippo. The problem is you have to go big, right? You, you have need to go armor, something yeah. like hippo or something like that just to, to negate the fact that a bear can just swat you in half. Wolf swarm? A wolf swarm could kill a bear. They just very hard to disguise they'd lose, the single. They'd lose billionaire. too many of yeah, them, right? That's true, yeah. Like that's why they don't fight, because if they bring ten wolves, they'll lose eight, and that's not worth you've it. You've got, like, two in each short leg. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, uh, it's the, are we going with the idea that the wolves are, in fact, puppeting a bear suit to get into MMA? There's not enough room in a human suit. So they puppet a bear suit and pretend the bear, make the bear pretend to be human. Chris. It gets, it gets too deep. I really like this. I love the different layers of this. I think there's drama. I think at one point we fall in love with the bear. Obviously, uh, and 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 we have that. I already have. We have that rival, the ball, the bear phone. <laughs> and I mean, the the bear is pretty pro ball. The bear's pretty pro ball, and like you know how um, when like if on a desert island, someone's really hungry, they imagine their friends as a roast chicken. Mm. It's just like you you look at the ball and you're so overwhelmed with jealousy that like, it gets kind of like Bugs Bunny girl bugs makeup on it. So it's got <laughs> it's got like eyes with the eyelashes and the big lipstick. It's oh come over here and have a good time, Mister Bear. Oh that dirty tart. <laughs> and then the bear looks at me and all it sees is a ball for a head. <laughs> and it's just it's so sad. Why won't it happen again? The music plays. I won't let it happen again. That's. I want. I think I want want this more more than Bruce's minions. I, yes. While Bruce's minions is the one we could actually make into a game, this is definitely the game. This uh, this has Andy Sleeper hit written all over it. Yeah, and of course it's very much in your oeuvre. That's true. Bears, deception, <laughs> lying bears. Mm. So, the name of the game this week is how to get a bear through the MMA leagues and influence people. Barely legal. Barely qualified to fight. <laughs> Billion bears. Barely survived that fight with a kangaroo. Bears. They fuck balls. This one does. Uh, it's it's bears of some kind. Uh, that's bears that. of some bears of some kind. Yes, there we go. Or how about? Oh, Chris, Chris, I've got it, I've got it. We just get a UFC person to endorse it. We put their name on it, and uh, so it's like Ronda Rousey, right? Colin McGregor's backroom bear bash up. C- Colin McGregor's UFC official 2021. It's going to take us a year to program it. But then the game is you're a bear in disguise as Colin McGregor. We just, so, like, you just slip it in, like, as FIFA 22. Like, <laughs> market it dead straight. There's a, little, there's, there's a little speech bubble on the front of the box, and, he's, and, and, and Colin McGregor's like, I'm not a bear. And neither is my friend. There's no friend visible <laughs> on the box. The, 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 instead of any text in the back of the box, it's just a really sexy ball. <laughs> oh, that's quite, that's just quite drinking a, a pina colada. It's quite avant-garde for a UFC game, but I do like I do like hugging other men whilst trying to kill them. So yeah, okay, I'll yeah. pick this up. And, and then, then you play it, and it's just a really difficult PR game. It's a very strange <laughs> where PR you get killed game. by a it's kangaroo. A cross between Papers Please and Hitman. <laughs> that's the one. That's the game. Thank you for listening to Hearty Dice, friends. Uh, my name is Grant Harrett, this one's Christopher Taylor, and we love mm-hmm. you very much in a nice platonic way. If you love mm-hmm. us in a sort of monetary way, you can go to patreon.com forward slash friends, give us some cash, come and hang out in the Discord, um, and be and be, be, be happy. Uh, well, yeah. I can't promise that, but you know what, I reckon your life will improve slightly if you come and hang out the, in our cool Discord. The, the, the people on Discord make a good job of it, so... They do, it's a wonderful place. Uh, you can also pre-order Heart 
I'm going to put a plug for that. If you haven't pre-ordered Heart already, you're like, oh, I don't know, maybe I might get it. Get it now. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying it's cheaper now, but we do get the money faster, so I like that. <laughs> it's the best way to get Heart, money Heart is th quickly. That, like, if, if I can be sincere for a sec, I'm super proud of what we've done with Heart. It's so good. It's, it's like, it's pretty solid. And like and like and like and like hearing Chris say it's so good is because Chris Chris's opinion of our work is low. Oh, just rock bottom. Yeah, because he did it, and anything mm. he did is automatically poor in his opinion. But it's it's really good. Really proud of it. We, we want you to take a look. We hope you like it. Uh, any closing thoughts, Christopher? Uh, we will actually be back next week. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. With, uh... Because we haven't been back for a couple of next weeks. Yes. Good so now next week is an active there's an active chance that we might be back next week who knows on. please send us in some questions and some lovely game concepts and we'll see yes, you please. soon goodbye bye